Welcome to another episode of Walsh Wednesday, the Reflective Series. This week, our guest is musician Annie Shearer. On today's episode, we will talk about her early classical piano education, all the way to her recent album, Garden Bed. We also get to discuss her tips and tricks on promoting, her love for visual arts as well as her music, her recent win as the Times Union's Best Local Performer for the Capital Region, and even throw it back to her experience with PBS's Celebration of Music. You might just also hear a song live from her. All that and more, happening right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Walsh Wednesday. Thank you so much for being here. And one thing's for sure, looking forward to the spring and summer ahead. The weather has been so nice, and it's been allowing for some great celebrations. Speaking about celebrations, some graduations, and a recent graduate, and somebody who's got a lot to celebrate with a number of different releases recently, and just named Times Union's Best Local Performer, we have Annie Shear. Annie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. And I just want to say again, happy graduation. I know that you finished up in December, but you finally got the ceremony. That must feel pretty good, right? That's feel good. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's a relief. Graduating in December, but not having the ceremony until now. What did that kind of feel like for you? Well, graduating felt kind of anti-climatic um things just kind of ended and then going to graduation was kind of strange because it just felt like I picked up where I had left off it was nice to have that closure with uh, my school and my classmates and seeing everybody one last time so I'm definitely glad I went it's a relief it's kind of crazy it's been four years already understandable and you graduated from the College of St. Rose with a degree in music industry, just as I did and a couple other people on this show have done. It's a great program and uh, definitely got a lot out of it. And one thing that we'll be talking about later that came out of that is Garden Bed, right? That was your um, senior project turned album, right? Yeah, it was a little bit different. So I produced, well, I produced both of them completely, but I did all the mixing and mastering for my senior project. And there were two songs that were swapped out, actually. Interesting, okay. So it's a little bit different, the release versus my project, so. Understandable, there tends to be some changes. Uh, yeah. from, uh, development, improvement, I would say. Before we get into that, uh, let's kind of like bring it back to the very beginning. How did you get started in music? What were those early inspirations that got you going on this path? I realized that I loved music very early on. Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of old rock and roll classics, the Rolling Stones, Beatles, the Kinks, groups like that. And then I started taking piano lessons when I was six. My sister had taken piano lessons when she was six and she's two years older than me. When I was four and I saw her taking lessons, I always told my parents, well, when I turn six, I wanna play piano too. And I did, and she she wasn't very interested in it, but I was, and I performed classical piano basically until I went to college. That was my primary instrument for the longest time. And then I started, I actually started writing very early too. I used to write kind of just jingles, like nothing ever complete. And then once I realized that I wanted to go into music, 
those jingles evolved into songs. And I was, I think 11 when I started writing these full songs and gigging and teaching myself guitar and yeah, so. No, very good for you. So you started gigging around 11? Yeah, I would do, I did open mics every once in a while. I mean, I had been performing classical piano since I was like six or seven. So I wouldn't, I wasn't very good when I started. <laughs> like I, I think I got a guitar and I taught myself a few chords and then I just went out there and started doing it. And I hear them now and it's like, not that good, but you know. We all got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, but the fact that you did, that's awesome. Fact of getting out there and everything. Moving forward a little closer today, Garden Bed, that's your latest album. And uh, as we just said, some things got changed from the senior project to the actual final release. But still want to kind of talk about the story, the conception of that album, how that came to be. Where do those songs come from? And then if you could tell us some of that process of how you actually managed to put the album together. Yeah, so Garden Bed is a series of songs that I wrote over the past three to four years. And when I put the album together, I was picking out of all the songs I had written and I write songs all the time. So uh, there was a lot and I just kind of felt like these songs flowed together. I was mostly thinking of it um, like how I could create something that was sonically concise, not so much about um, lyrically. But then kind of as I started recording things and putting it together, there kind of was like an underlying theme I realized of growth and knowing that time will heal things, kind of just like entering new beginnings, things like that. And um, I thought that the name Garden Bed was kind of fitting for all of those things. And Garden Bed comes from one of the first lines of Faces Grow, which is the third song on the track. So it was about a three month recording process and produced. this was the first time that I ever produced. I had never produced before, but due to COVID, I had plenty of time to kind of just experiment with new things and learn some of the technology, which I'm not a huge fan of learning new technology, but um, I think it worked out and I'm really happy with how it sounded. It was kind of really everything I was going for. So that is how it came to be. It is a wonderful album and you've gotten a good amount of buzz for it as well. Like I've seen stuff from American songwriter and other like high reputable uh, magazines and forums and websites. So that must feel really cool to be getting that yeah. recognition for this album. Um, yes. how, yeah. how, how'd that go about? Did you reach out to these places or how, how did they come to find your stuff? Well, actually, so I actually hired a PR firm, which was something I didn't really ever think I would be doing, but I found this PR firm and I submitted my music and the guy who got back to me happens to be from upstate New York. And he was like, hey, I saw your song on the queue. It was like the first one and I saw where you were from and I really like your stuff. And then um, a few coincidences, I had known people who had been a part of this PR firm and they highly recommended them so I went along with them they were awesome and they helped me out with some of these pitching I mean I did some of it myself too but yeah I mean the American songwriter one that was super exciting and then I think getting the article in the Times Union was really awesome so yeah a lot of good stuff came out of that I'm really glad I did it <laughs> No, that's definitely really cool. One thing's for sure, you just said you didn't think that you would ever find yourself actually enlisting 
a PR team. But now that you have, what would you say about the experience of like having a team behind you, having like people who are dedicated and trustworthy behind you and around you to make that happen? And not just from a, you know, hiring a PR firm standpoint, but also just the people that you have in your life that keep you going. Well, what's funny too about the PR firm is like, I actually didn't even know what I was doing. I kind of just saw like artist submission at the site and I was like, oh, I'll submit my music. I didn't even know what I was doing. And then they got back to me. But it was really great to have a team behind me. I mean, I do a lot of everything on my own and it's a lot of work. So knowing, you know, that this PR firm who have worked with really big artists, you know, that they were willing to put me on their roster was very exciting, very reassuring. And in general, just when anybody is behind me in any way, it's just it's the best feeling, you know, even if somebody just says, hey, I like this song, it's like any support is just so appreciated, you know, when it's your art and it comes from a place you don't even know somewhere like your heart. It's just it's really powerful when people support your art. So truly, as you said, reassuring, that was a very good way of putting it. And I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people don't quite recognize all the time is artists. Sure, we create, we put stuff out there, but in order to put it out there and get it to those wider audiences, it takes a lot, a lot more than uh, just one lone person can do. So it's always very awesome to see when an artist is able to take their muse and expand it and grow it with a wider audience. So honestly, kudos on all the exposure that uh, this album has gotten. Yeah, no, definitely. You mentioned the Times Union. You had a article in there, but that is not the only awesome thing that has happened with the uh, Times Union. For anybody who isn't aware, Times Union, um, it's a big newspaper in the capital region of New York. There's also the Times Union Center, uh, which, uh, which is also big, big uh, performance venue, great arena. Also where we had our graduation ceremonies. <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, as we said at the beginning of this program, you were named Times Union's best local performer, technically 2021? Yeah, 2021. I okay. mean, I think kind of collective of last year. Yeah, that, that, that was my thing. It was like, was it technically awards for 2020 I know. Like, I didn't, like, There wasn't a lot of performing <laughs> last year. <laughs> but it, yeah, and that's interesting. But people found including yourself found different ways to still get yourself out there and promote and I feel like that's what makes this such an incredible feat because it is such a non-traditional kind of year and the fact that you're able to make something like that happen that's that's really awesome can you tell us about the experience of you know going through that voting process the fact that yeah there wasn't as much of your traditional performing so like tell us about how like you went through that and uh got to that point first you know there was a nomination process there's a big list of names on there a lot of really awesome people people that I know so I think just even just being on that list right there is like very exciting to be um, narrowed down to that list and then um, making it to the top five that was super exciting and you know like my name was there with like Sawyer Fredericks and like Madison Vandenberg which was like I how can I possibly win this thing like but the fact that I did, I mean, people were so, so supportive. I mean, I definitely like was really pushing for this. Like it was such a opportunity just to be in the top five and just the support that I received from, you know, people I hadn't even like talked to in so long were like, oh, I voted for you. And that was just so sweet of them. And then when I won, that was 
super, super exciting. I mean, I just, you know, being among such talented musicians in this area who are like so well known is scary, but it's been, a, it's been an exciting year. So yeah, we'll see where that takes us. Again, no, congratulations on that. That seems like a great opportunity. Great way to get your name out there. And then as you said, it reconnect with people, some people that you hadn't talked to in a while and connect with brand new people. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing's for sure, you're no stranger to competitions such as these, one of them being uh, Celebration of Music, which is something that we actually did together uh, a while back. Now, this goes, wow, this goes back to like, what, 2018, (laughs) 2018, 2019, (laughs) that we went through this process. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Still waiting uh, for those episodes to air on PBS. But it's getting there. Very patiently. Yes, very patiently. But it was still a uh, remarkable experience nonetheless. We also had another uh, contestant on uh, NGXB uh, a few weeks back talking about his perspective on Celebration of Music. I want to get your perspective and your journey with it from getting there to once you got there, once we were out there and working with everybody. Tell us your feelings and experience on that. Wow, it's a long time ago, the, I guess, like application, the auditioning process um, was really funny because I didn't remember (laughs) sending my um, audition. Like I, um, one of our professors had recommended, oh, you guys should try out for this. And um, she sent a reminder email and I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, what's this? This this sounds awesome. Like I'll submit to it. And then I went and I did the whole application. I got to the bottom and it was like, you already submitted. And I didn't even remember doing it. So I was like, oh, like, okay, that's pretty cool, I guess. Like, just did all that work twice. <laughs> but then, um, you know, we went into this thing. It was kind of this long time coming. And, like, um, I really kind of felt underprepared for it. Um, it was just, like I said, I kind of I had forgotten that I had sent this in. Um, and it was this really, really amazing opportunity that was like, oh, you know, they flew us out to LA and I don't know, it just kind of seemed like, what are the odds are going to pick me? Like I already knew some of my classmates who had um, also submitted um, applications for it and they were, they're super talented. So I was like, why would they pick me? You know? And then, um, you know, we were standing there. It was like this whole performance. We all sat in the back together and then when they said my name, I was just totally caught off guard. Like I, I had barely, like, I really didn't prepare very well for it. I just, I don't know. I just didn't think it would be me. Not that I like had um, my doubts. I just, I don't know. I knew who I was up against. And then, yeah, so that was really riveting. Um, Definitely one of the best experiences, just hearing my name, you know, and then when we actually flew out to LA that was really awesome. I love it out there. <laughs> it's just so nice. So an excuse to go out there and do this wonderful thing that came from my career in music was just awesome. And we got to meet some really, really great and talented people out there. Some, you know, we still somewhat keep in touch. We follow each other on social media. So um, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. And Ethan was really great, really nice. And yeah, while I was out there, I definitely took advantage of having to fly out to LA. So I got to see some of my family. Um, We did some fun things. We toured Paramount Pictures. It was really great. Definitely one of the highlights of my life (laughs) so far. That's nice. And it's only going to get better from here. That's for sure. It's just (laughs) another, it's another paving stone for you. That's for sure. 
And uh, it's a nice thing on the resume to be able to tell people. It certainly is. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> helps open some doors. I don't know about for you, but as soon as I got that on my resume, a uh, few more people started booking me, which was nice. Oh, me too, right at the top. <laughs> right at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I want to talk to you about, you also have a passion for visual art. Specifically, I've seen stuff uh, on your Instagram. Uh, you do a lot of like charcoal stuff and etchings and things like that of famous musicians I've seen in particular. You might do more than just that, but it, 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 they come out so beautifully. Where, oh, where, <laughs> where did this all start and come from? Obviously, you can hear your influences in your music, but this is a way that you are showing your influences visually, which is really cool. For one thing, well, my dad is an illustrator. He does um, like cartoons, things up that alley more. So it's very different style. He doesn't really do anything like I do, but I think he definitely had an impact in my interest in visual arts. So I think I just, I saw this artist somehow, I think on like Instagram, one of my favorite musicians, I really don't remember which one, but had shared uh, this girl's art and she did a ton of portraits. I checked out her page and I was like, wow, she is really, really good. And this was back in, I don't even know, middle school, early high school. And I saw what she was doing and I was like, I kind of want to try that. Like I kind of want to, I mean, I always loved doing art. I always loved art, but specifically kind of figuring out what I'm good at. Um, so I started trying these uh, portraits. First I would use, I started with pencil, just kind of like shading and practicing with that. And then I switched to charcoal, you know, which is um, a lot more powerful. It's a lot darker, um, more, I guess, like upfront. And I loved it. So I definitely like felt very passionate about it. So I started doing all these different drawings. I tried different other like mediums. I tried just like colored pencil. I tried just like pen, things like that. And charcoal is definitely my favorite. So I would just draw musicians who I look up to sometimes. I mean, I, I drew actresses and it takes a long time to draw these. I mean, and it takes a lot of motivation because on top of working and um, recording music, writing, it's like, where do I find the time? You know? So I don't know. I think I just, there's like a feeling of, I want to complete this. And then the feeling that comes from completing it is totally worth taking that block of time. So yeah, I, I do it when I can. I've drawn like People, I've drawn a lot of people. I think my favorite is either like Keith Richards, which is the most recent one I just drew, uh, Amy Winehouse, Bob Dylan, just like really like a lot of classics, I think, you know, people that one could recognize. So yeah, it's kind of like my little side art gig. <laughs> no, and it's really impressive because you do them so well it's very realistic and very it, it's a gorgeous portrait that you make of all these people so obviously yeah I I taught myself so it, it's been it's taken a long time to get to this point like it wasn't just like I I mean I have some of my early stuff hanging up downstairs yeah practicing over and over again I've kind of figured out um, my method going about it no that's very cool Hear that, everybody? She's a renaissance woman. She can do music. She can do visual art. It's all wonderful. And you can check it all out. It's very nice. So I think this kind of gets us to the next point where you wanted to perform a song for us, which is really awesome. And yeah. this is a song off of uh, Garden Bed, uh, correct? Uh, this, is, uh, this is one of the songs on it called You Know. Before you get into the song, can you give us a little background on the song? This song, this is the only one on the album that I didn't produce. I wrote it, I think, about 
two years ago now. And I was kind of just like reflecting on a time in my life where I just like had feelings for someone and it wasn't really mutual, but I kind of found myself like going back to them. And then, I don't know, it was kind of like a back and forth where I thought it was something and then it wasn't. And it was like, okay, well, this is just disappointing. <laughs> mm. And um, so I wrote this song kind of just like reflecting on that. And I wrote it originally on acoustic guitar. I wanted it to be acoustic, but then I don't know, I experimented it with electric and that kind of fit better. So that's what became of it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great. You ready yeah. to show it off for us? I don't want to cave in, 
Wonderful, wonderful live performance that we had from Annie Shearer of her song, You Know. That was very, very nice, Annie. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, very, very good. So I think that brings us to a wonderful wrap of this episode. Annie, thank you so much for being on this episode oh, of Walsh you. Wednesday. Thank you. This is wonderful. Congratulations to you on everything that you have going on. And we hope for all the best moving forward. And we can't wait to keep seeing and hearing more from you. Is there anything you want to say just to wrap up to anybody? Any final remarks? Big thank you to anybody who's listening. And big thank you to everybody who's been checking out my music and streaming. I really, really appreciate your support. It means the world to me. So there you go and if you've never checked out her stuff and this is the first time hearing her we will have links to her social medias in the description to make sure that you can get there as easily as possible again annie thank you so much for being on this is wonderful since doing this interview annie has launched her indiegogo campaign where she started selling merch and physical copies of her music she's also got some really fun shirts and stickers if anyone is interested the indiegogo campaign along with her website and social media, are all linked in the description. As always, I'm Connor Walsh, and I'm glad we get to spend some time.